0: Hello again, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we fill in the gaps of each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously never saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or- Whoa, you never caught Scream, or- How have you not seen Hellraiser? Thank you again for joining us for how have you not seen i am your co-host caroline thompson
1: and i'm a grubby little goblin whose name is carson betts
0: and this is how have you not seen a movie podcast where each week? We pick one of our favorite movies that the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and we watch the movie
1: and then we do a seance and then we talk about it some more.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a very disturbing time this week.
1: Mm, Halloween. Mm, Ooh, very, yes. I, yes,
0: I believe if, uh, if the schedule works out that we planned that Halloween was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, that said, Carson, mm. this is one of the least surprising things. Yes. Uh
1: ever. I said it about Texas Chainsaw Master, but here we are, the second movie ever that I'm actively not excited about watching.
0: I think you will dig this. I okay. really think you'll dig Hellraiser. Okay. Hellraiser is like, I mean, you'll you'll see as the as the movie happens, but like it is, it is like weird and artistic and fucked up and like philosophical and strange enough that i, I think you'll vibe with this i think this okay. might be like a like a like a carson horror film okay okay I can, don't get uh, me wrong it's fucking bloody and brutal and disgusting yeah, and, like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah like torture stuff sometimes like goofs me a little bit um but no it'll be good it'll be good um so yeah i mean no surprise i haven't seen this i'll say i don't this is the horror franchise that I think I know the least about. I just know yes. that it's like, it's,
0: is his name Pinhead? Yes.
1: Okay. All the names of these people, Pinhead, he's, you know, it's an appropriate name because he's a guy. He's got pins coming out of his head. That's um, true. That's and both correct. There's a box. A box has something to do with it. And it's like people go, it's literally like they go to a hell dimension and they get like tortured by a guy, right? Like, isn't that the thing? Pretty much, yeah. I like that. See, you tell me that's the premise of the movie. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. It's okay. I don't need to see that. Um, But there's not just Pinhead. There's like other other guys too, right? Yeah, like other there's, some crazy... other, there's
0: some other friends. Some other crazy um, friends out there. <laughs>
1: yeah i think that's about it i don't know shit about this movie yeah
0: i i think you'll be very surprised especially at least i was when i first watched this film Mm. um the iconography of this film and how much it seems like a movie where a spooky ghost man named pinhead follows you around and kills everyone you know what i mean in the way that like the the way this film has kind of been canonized it's like oh yeah that's the film where like that's the scary, like demon slasher movie where Pinhead's the bad guy who like follows everyone around and kills them all. um It's not not that, but like it's very different than what I expected. Okay. And same thing too with two. And I think that the like the kind of lazy like oh, and then like they summon Pinhead and then Pinhead kills everybody and it's spooky. I think like really kind of comes in some of the later like this is one of those ones this is one of those film franchises that has like you know every three years in order to keep the rights or whatever like they make a direct-to-dvd yeah uh like sequel that's terrible but also like you know you have those people out there who's like well if you've never seen hellraiser 8 like it's actually like i've only ever seen the first two i think the first two are both great two is this one is fucking insane but two is bug nuts Mm. um but we'll talk about that later um but yeah so i i think i think that this is this movie is not what you're expecting i promise that i promise you i mean i'm
1: i'm curious whether it's better or worse i i'm 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 open i'm ready to i'm ready to know yeah
0: whether that's for better or for worse i cannot say but i can promise you right now this movie is not what you're expecting okay All all
1: right all right i'll take that
0: in in that case, is there anything else you know about Hellraiser?
1: No, nothing. Then,
0: then are you ready to move into our little game? I am ready. Yes. Great. We are going to be playing a um a fun Halloween version of a classic. Um, it's it's a it's a riff on Two Truths and a Lie. Um, is which... wait? Is it like two spooks and a and a guy and a guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually going to be five truths and a lie because I Holy couldn't shit. Pick just one. Incredible. But I'm going to give you two okay. guesses. Oh, so fuck. Person, okay. I have found I have found a list online of okay. um, things that had to have been cut from Hellraiser in order to avoid an X rating oh. in the United States. Five of which are true. One of which I have made up.
1: And I guess two.
0: Yeah, I will give okay. you two guesses. Okay. okay. Wait,
1: is are four of them true or? five of them true
0: five of them are true
1: yeah six things five are true one is lie i get two guesses okay
0: yes Boom. okay all right so um according to you know a according to a hellraiser fan horror site um it says uh after an initial screening the mpaa threatened to give hellraiser an x rating forcing clive barker to make the following cuts one Remove shots from the original hammer murder scene, including a shot of the hammer embedded in the victim's head. Okay. Two, one scene in which Julia murders a naked man was reshot so that the man was semi-clothed. Okay. (laughs) Three, the birthing scene had to take place off camera as opposed to um, on camera showing the fetus ripping out of his chest. Okay, <laughs> four close-ups of Christy shoving her hand. This says his hand, but I believe Christy is a is a, is a girl. Close-up of Christy shoving her hand into Frank's exposed guts were removed. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> Parts of the scene where Frank is being ripped to pieces by the Cenobite's hook were cut. And lastly, number six. A shot where Frank's head explodes and his brain is plastered all over the room was removed. And I can't wait to
1: watch this movie. I know that one's true because you got so much joy out of reading it. Um, this all sounds so unpleasant. Why can't they just all like go on a nice picnic or something? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. My two guesses are... What was the second to last one?
0: Second to last one was parts of the scene where Frank is being ripped to pieces by the Cenobites hooks were cut. What was
1: the third to last one?
0: (laughs) The third to last one? Yeah. Close ups of Christy shoving uh, her hand into Frank's exposed guts were removed. Ooh. so it was it was hammer know. murder yeah um naked man reshot to be that one's <laughs> definitely brother. true no that <laughs> one's definitely true that's the most mpaa shit
1: i've ever heard in yeah. my life It's like it's cool if he's getting murdered but i don't want to see his dick like that's <laughs> yeah
0: um the third one was um was like the demon birth scene taking place off screen as opposed to bursting out of a chest mm. um hand being shoved into exposed guts parts of the scene where he's being ripped to pieces by hooks or uh, a shot where his head explodes and his brain is blasted all over the room. My
1: two <laughs> guesses are the birth scene and the hooks. Those are my two guesses. Okay, you are correct.
0: It is the birth scene. The yeah! It's the one that I made up.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's Wait, I... so it's in the movie? Or no, so it's
0: not it... in the movie. Okay. It's uh, just, that's no... just a fabrication. There's yeah. no
1: Twilight fucking thing ripping its way out of a womb <laughs> no. scene. Uh, that was the one I was I most excited to see.
0: Uh, I wish, I wish. Uh but yes. Yeah, so um if that gives you any idea,
1: I have no fucking clue with this
0: movie. Is <laughs> Honestly, neither do I. Um no. Um so in that case, Carson, yeah. You win gold points, gold star, oh, yeah. one point, whatever. Um are you ready to go watch Hellraiser? I guess. You're going to love it. You're going to love guess. it. Okay. Sure. We are back.
1: We're back from the the pleasure pain dimension. Hell yeah! Hell in, uh, yeah! in, in, Hell in England? Raised.
0: Is that in London? It okay,
1: looks- this was this was one of this was like my main first question is where the fuck does this movie take place? Why do half the characters have these like not even a British accent? The main woman's got like this almost kind of continental thing going on. Yes, but then like Kirstie is very American.
0: Yes, as is yeah, yeah as is the the daddy and the brother, Frank. But, but Frank's
1: also got this kind of almost like heightened continental lilt, you know? Yes. Like even when he yeah, like it's weird. Um all right. So this movie is uh, gross. Yes, correct. <laughs> that was my letterboxd review was just gross. Um and you know it I just <sighs> I wish I kind of vibed with it more. It's like so almost my shit. Like I, I I was kind of annoyed because I was thinking, I was like, why do I like the evil dead? Why do I like the evil deads so much? And I just kind of can't quite vibe on this. Well, because the evil dead is a bit goofier. And I was
0: thinking that I think that you the thing. were raised I was like, on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. This so. is also very true. Sam Raimi lives
1: in lives in my soul. Um, but like that, like I was thinking about Evil Dead. I was thinking about Friday the 13th or um, yeah, Friday the 13th. Or no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck me. Um, yeah. I was thinking about Nightmare. And I was thinking about Evil Dead and I was like the grossness. And I think it's just the goofiness. Like, I kind of wish that this had like a, just a little bit more wink and a nod to it i think is just for me and my own personal taste right um because without that it's just uh gross and
0: and scary (laughs) and scary in a way that i found to be a little unpleasant (laughs) (laughs) which i believe to to the filmmaker's credit i believe is the point the point yeah (laughs) no it it is i yeah i'm I'm not it's a very highly
1: it's a very well-made film i was highly impressed by the special effects there are some shots in this thing that just go super fucking hard yes um but it is just not quite something i can vibe on and i do think the third act takes like 10 minutes too long to get where it's going yes it gets weirdly plotty there at the end and i'm just like come on let's get to it let's let's get into the Cenobites. let's go um but yeah that's my that's my big take on hellraiser it's just not quite my thing
0: okay OK, well, let's 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 dive into that a little let's bit. Let's do it. So yeah. like what? So obviously we've mentioned like, oh, it's kind of like it's it's a little bit less like funny and playful. And like it's it, it's more like deathly serious, which yeah, it much is.
1: I, I would go as so far as to say that there is not one joke in this fucking
0: movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's a bone dragon at the end. The bone but, dragon you know. is
1: really fucking cool. I do. <laughs> the bone dragon goes really hard. I, I will say that. And it's just the homeless guy, if for no reason, this dude's in the movie. Literally, he walks out. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's a thing. This is unresolved. Yeah. And he turns into a bone dragon, which pretty, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: But yeah, so I mean, this film is gratuitously violent and gory yeah. and mm-hmm. intense, which I think is very much, you know, I mean, part of the reason it is so beloved Um, And also, I mean, because I mean, it is rather like audacious of them to be this because I mean, like, yes, it's it's a it's a horror movie. It's a midnight movie. It's a nasty, like Mm -hmm. gross flick. But I think, you know, we've kind of like, you know, uh, we use Friday the 13th a lot as a touchstone of kind of like, well, it's like trashy titillating. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's there to for you to like kind of get off a little bit on Mm -hmm. Like, it's how fun it is to watch this shit. And I feel like this film, like, for a movie that is so, like, gleefully gory and stuff, it is very self-serious. And it is not, like, it is not, like, the Sam Raimi thing, almost, Mm -hmm. of, like, isn't it fun to play with this much gore and like, isn't it fun to see like this much blood and shit on screen? It's like, no, it's terrifying. And we're kind of not going to let you look away from it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, this was my other take. And you texted me this last night where you're like, I'm very surprised this is the one movie that's not going to send us to horny jail. But this is my thing. <laughs> not yes. horny enough. I wanted, I was like, if this movie's, I, and it was me looking at the reboot, the Hulu. And like- Which have you have
0: you watched it? No. Uh, okay. But
1: but I'm like, I don't I've just seen that like it's like Pinhead's of a lady and I because again, I hadn't seen this movie. I know nothing about Hellraiser. So I'm not like. I'm not like, why would I'm not being some like fedora tipping? Like, why would you defile our horror characters by turning them into women? But I do now I get it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Pinhead sexy lady with big boobs. Makes sense. I, it kind of makes sense. And it's
0: funny because like, I don't know. I think my biggest complaint about the new Hulu Hellraiser, which is fine. Yeah. And like, they do the thing that every film in the fucking universe does nowadays, where it's like, it leaves it very open to do a sequel. Mm. Um, The thing about the new Hulu Hellraiser, there's two things, is that, like, it's significantly less sexy. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it is very much, like, it takes the pleasure and pain metaphor, and it makes it more about, like, addiction and self-destruction. Okay. Which is an interesting take to... Sure. interesting place to take it, and I think it makes just as much sense of making it about, as making it about, like self-destructive like violent sexuality. Uh-huh. But I think it's a little less interesting. Yeah. And also like the gore is there. Like it's not not gory. However, like the thing that I keep coming back to is like this is a film where one of the main characters is without skin for a majority of the runtime. Ah, yes. And he is just bleeding the entire fucking movie and there's blood mm. everywhere. Like the hulu hellraiser gives you that amount of blood but for like three seconds at a time it's like somebody dies and the blood goes everywhere and the whole room is spattered in blood and then it's over yeah and it's kind of like oh and then we're done with that i'm like no like come on like let's get back to this movie like part of part of the i mean it, it really is like you know contrasting with a Raimi evil dead thing where it's like the fun is like how over the top you can be with the gore is like i think that's kind of the 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 one of the many really 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 remarkable things about this film is yeah. they get those effects that like are on screen for long enough and they take long enough like they him reassembling himself in the attic like when the when, just like, again like the bones are like coming up mm-hmm. and reforming it's like that's truly gruesome yeah and if it's not played for like Ha ha ha! Like, isn't it cool that there's a skeleton now? It's no. very much like it's it's very terror, like horrifying. It's like, wouldn't that be scary? To yeah, no, I mean, it's the it's
1: the beginning of the film. This movie wastes no time with that cold open, um, I, yeah. to the point where I was kind of like shocked in a in a good way, where it was it's just he gets the box and then cut to naked, sweating, ring of candles. We are summoning demons, like it's yes. happening. Um, and like, obviously you don't really understand. You don't get that. It's this, like, he's a sex addict. That's just trying to get off with some demons, you know, until yeah. like later, but it is just so, it's such a striking image that he's nude and sweating. And then they come in and they just tear him. Up. I mean, they just tear him a fucking part of the I mean, Literally. Just, yeah. Literally. They just like, and it's, and then you just cut to like time passes and it's just as fuck it's really I'm I'm getting a little grossed out just talking about it. But like yeah. his viscera is just like nailed to the walls and fucking pinheads just walk around like picking up bits of gore and put stitching his face back together. Yep. And it's just gross. It's just really gross. It's very um, yeah. And they get right to it and yeah, and then reassembling, also very gross, very bad. Um yeah yeah very gross very gross uh but like i don't know and then it cuts to we're just going through the movie now and then it yeah. cuts to the the family drama um the main thrust of this is like what if you're you just had a stepmom that you didn't like what if that was the thing yeah that's the kind of main emotional core of this movie is yeah and like I will say the thing that I I appreciated a lot about, especially the first half of this movie, is that it is just so unexpected. That, like, every plot turn I had, no. like, both the the cold open just immediately gets into it. The Cenobites disappear. They are not mentioned until, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie. They do not come back until the end, Um, which I was a little confused by, honestly, because I'm like, aren't that, isn't that, like, the big thing about this movie? Is that the fucking, the demons? Um... And then it's just like for a while for like the first those first 15 minutes, it's just kind of domestic drama and weird squabbles, and then the revelation of the wife having slept with Frank, and then Frank coming back, weird and unexpected and and wacky. And then it's just that the whole middle of the movie is just the her taking dudes out and him rebuilding and yep. trying not to get caught doing that. And it's uh I mean it's 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 got some charge it's got some juice yeah it's not necessarily my thing but it's a good driver for the middle of the film
0: well yeah and i mean i think that like i mean obviously this metaphor that it has going on of like you know i mean on the one hand you have the Cenobites and Frank kind of representing the like when like sexuality and you know and like passion and desire are like wholly self-serving and are only about you yeah and i think it's interesting that they that they um kind of situate julia in between that and the most boring white bread milk toast yeah. dude on the planet
1: yeah yeah and it's
0: just like, like like i don't think that guy could i don't think that guy could turn a car on with it no <laughs> no know? like which like is is nothing about him like like he seems like a yeah. very nice guy and a good dad but just like you know, like the the this metaphor it has running through it of just like selfish sexuality is like destructive. Mm-hmm. I think is really really fun and interesting, and it's like in that first scene where she brings the first guy home, and he's just like the the weird like well, what the fuck did you bring me here for I'm so sorry uh, mm, mm, uh, uh, yeah uh, yeah, the yeah one kiss uh, and then goes uh, to give the second kiss but can't do it because he just like he's yeah. just like so like sexually like repressed and stunted. He's so like immediately
1: turned off by the idea of yeah it's it's weird. that I will say that first scene especially is really good because I do think that it's interesting that Julia is so- <laughs> it is a fascinating weird kind of paradoxical paradoxical situation put that character in because you go from like her have you know all the flashback scenes with frank and just her get look we're let's uh uh content warning we're about to go to horny jail ready okay here it comes hell yeah go from julia just getting domed as fuck by this like weird demon sex man and her just being like oh my god daddy and him being like and she's like don't go i'll give you anything and you know to like she cannot muster up the will to even pretend to be sexually attracted to this guy yes like it's it's fascinating I'm like it's because it's not like she's some kind of I mean she is like an ice queen a little bit that is her position but it's not like she is some kind of like sexual dilettante. it's not like she's a I mean you know excuse my French but it's not like she's some kind of like crazy slut you know it's just like she's just really into this one dude that gave it to her good one time.
0: Yeah, and it truly is. Yeah. Cl- Clive Barker as a gay man, um, mm-hmm. I think is very able to kind of uh, really probe the, the um, you know, the intricacies of like, heterosexual, like, gender roles in mm-hmm. love and sex and also is able to really uh, imbue Julia with the proper empathy of when the dick is just so good. Uh- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. So I, say, I say that flippantly, but, like, it's true. It's, like, I really That's think f- that, like, the fact that Clive Barker is gay... Yeah. It's very evident. I shouldn't say evident. I, I, I don't think it's evident. I think it allows him to come up with more intricate insights into these relationships mm-hmm. than it would be if it was a straight man making a film about like about the same exact topic.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, I definitely see that. And yeah. And, and just the really gross, Frank, just sucking the blood out of the dudes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And I, I mean, you, it, is that very, it's a very direct metaphor, but it's like, she yeah, she has this one dude she's into, and she's literally like sacrificing other men to him, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, well,
0: and it's and it's kind of like, you know, I mean, yes, she's into it, but it's like the whole, I mean, the whole relationship she has with him is very, like withholding. and like, you know, mm-hmm. it's very much like it's very much like, it very it does not seem and again, like we're talking about Hellraiser, like every mm-hmm. content warning, like under the sun. Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem like anyone's intention in this film is to suggest that what Frank does is like like a salty or forceful mm-hmm. in the beginning. However, I mean, there is like, I mean, he is very violent. He is very imposing. And like the first thing he does is like pull a knife and like the way yeah. the film, the way the film operates and the way that, um, you know, and the way that Julia is responding very much makes it seem like, ooh, sexy, like sexy Dami. Mm-hmm. But like it is scary. Oh, yeah. Like it is oh, a yeah. scary scene. It is a scary like seduction, if you want to call it that. Yeah and like i mean everything about frank is like wholly selfish yeah you know and so it 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 does do this thing of like when you are you know and 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 i think a really smart thing the film does like i mentioned earlier is it positions the opposite of that of like this completely sexless like boring whitest man you've ever met Mm -hmm. um with uh you know, with Larry. Um, with it, Larry, it has but this also... thing of like, well, it just has this thing of yeah. um, like when your greatest pleasure so far mm-hmm. comes from like these horribly like narcissistic self-destructive people mm-hmm. like that rubs off on you yeah and like that it, when that becomes the way you conceptualize like the way to relate to people and i think that it, to some degree i mean i think to some degree that is just clive barker commenting on the nature of human sexuality but also like on the nature of straightness a little bit
1: yeah yeah no 100 percent and it's yeah it, it's about in some ways, how, like, unfulfilled female desire festers in the stuff that is uh, not always great for everyone involved,
0: you know? Uh, it's also... <laughs> Well, and I don't even think it's this necessarily... Is... I don't even think it's necessarily just female desire because uh, un- I yeah, sure. think that, like, that it almost... She becomes almost infected by Frank. Yeah, by this dude who just can't ever... I
1: think he says at one point, he's like, it's not, he leaves her and he's like, it's not enough. It's it's never never enough. enough. I need to find demons who will fuck me good. Like, you know, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no. And I do think I agree. It's important that, like, that Barker does find a good, especially in those first flashback scenes, like a good center of we see why this is sexy to Julia. We get why this is something that she wants, but also this scene is so wholly unsexy. It is not, it is not appealing to the audience in any way, because he's just a little too, just a little too
0: freaking rough,
1: man. You know, not yeah, a, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and he's scary, and we know that because they mm. do this flashback after. Yeah after the cold open we know that this guy is a lunatic yeah He's we going know that to like go demons, who's yeah. like like this is step whatever in the journey to uh, yeah i'll sell my soul to sex demons yeah 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 and, and we maybe, seen- maybe i'll get a little more juice out of whatever
1: <laughs> it means that like yeah i mean we've already seen his insane like nest that he slept in in the house that they've discovered right yeah yeah so like we are not on this guy's side at all but Yeah, no, it's good. And then you get kind of, I mean, it it is also important. I think you get, it's such a weird, almost secondary thing, but you get Kirsty, just like having this very nice little romance with a boy where they're just, they have a nice kiss and it's nice.
0: Yes. You know, and it's just like, oh yeah. Oh, and it was, good so, it's so like lovely, like, like, lovely and cringy when yeah um he's just like i'm not frigid and she's just like oh that's not what i heard and he goes oh then you have been talking to all of the wrong people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they kiss but he like doesn't he like keeps his hands in his pockets and he just leans forward and gives her a little peck i'm like sweet i'm like he's I'm, cute he gets i'm to like stay. i'm like yeah hell yeah dude
1: cool oh and it cuts to i thought it was interesting they cut to like um it's back because she's renting the room that's the whole thing that she's like rented a room, and, like, he's sleeping on the floor in the room, you know, while she's having the nightmare, and he has to wake her up. I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, okay, so we went yeah. back. Like, nothing happened. Probably next time, though. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're taking it Maybe slow, next time, nice. if
0: they if they continue to hit it off, and they're you both know? in the right mood, maybe next yeah. time. Yeah. We'll yeah. Like, this is very responsible. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie
1: is about aftercare, I think. It's about the need for that. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> If you don't, if you don't engage in proper loving aftercare for yourselves, the Cenobites will come and rip your skin off.
0: Oh, uh, I think that's a better read than, most, than most people have. I would say <laughs> I'd say that's in the top 50% of reads of uh, uh, okay. Oh, can we can we we
1: gotta I I said this, we gotta we gotta go through the fucking Cenobites. Of course we do. We gotta, I'm trying to pull up like all of them because they probably all have names, right? yes i mean because his name okay i did read this because i was telling you before we recorded i did like read the wikipedia of all of these movies like how because i was like what the fuck does this come from and it's like he you know barker wrote the book and then he adapted his own book and then he was involved in the second one and then he just he was like no i'm done i don't like these anymore you know but his name uh is not pinhead that's not that's just a name that lead cenobite lead cenobite in this movie and then later it is the hell priest yes um Let's see,
0: Cenobites okay. list. So I've got I've got them pulled up right here, at least from the cast list of okay. the of the main film, which must be remarked, very contained cast. Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have um the lead Cenobite of Pinhead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there's chattering Cenobite, which is maybe my favorite. Chatterer's is pretty good. It's a good <laughs> he just comes
1: on and he's always doing that bit it's a good bit it's a really good bit um but also now i'm seeing butterball Butterball. i think butterball's my favorite
0: i think he's got
1: those glasses yes he looks like a freaking anime character
0: Yes, I think um, me is chattering and you as butterball. I think is, uh, tag yourself. I think <laughs> yeah. that's good. He's and got the glasses. Um, then he there's takes female Cenobite, which is you know uh, my least delayed. favorite,
1: terrifying, terrifying design. I am so scared when she talks. It's, yeah, she's uh, probably the
0: scariest other than maybe Pinhead. But pin- yeah, but Pinhead's like Pinhead's like
1: definitely the leader. He's also talking the most, and he's yes. like weirdly, I'm like. I mean these are demons and they go back on their word. But for like a second you're like like, "Oh, wait, is this guy kind of trustworthy?" No, absolutely not. They're literal demons. But but yeah, he's like, I don't know. Pinhead at least I can kind of cast myself onto. He's kind of the most normal looking one. Like he just kind of looks like a dude with some pins in his head. Yes. And the rest of them look fucking crazy. Butterball's yes. Butterball, look at Butterball. Look at Butterball. Look at this look at this boy. Look at this boy.
0: He's I'm great. just showing the picture to
1: Caroline he's like, on the He's Zoom. like,
0: if Morpheus... <laughs> yeah, he's got kind of a Morpheus thing going on. Morpheus was very pale and kind of like a resurrected corpse. Yeah, and he's always licking his lips. He's always very, doing very similar, um, very similar clothing uh, choices. Those yeah. Two. Well, and here's the deal. Here's something that I found very um, interesting about the Cenobites the first time I saw this movie, and I still kind of do, The reputation of them and like the 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 vibes you get from like and it kind of becomes this way the more as you go through the franchise is like you think of the Cenobites as the villains Mm -hmm. and really they're more of like. Ciphers like they're more of like cautionary, they're more of like they serve more of a symbolic film because like Frank's really the villain, yeah. Like it's more of like Frank just like more and more infecting Julia as the film goes on, Mm -hmm. and they are kind of there as like a touchstone of like keep going down this path and you will be this. As it's more of that than they are, like you know, they're almost like a force of nature. Mm-hmm. that is more like demonstrative of like what could happen than they are like puppet masters pulling the strings. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's as, as much as it's weird to say about a group of crazy
1: sex demons that want to like drag you to hell and rip your skin off. They are, <laughs> they're less like wrathful than you might expect them yes, to be. Correct. Like, you know, I mean, they, they want to go off after Frank cause like nobody escapes the Cenobites. And then like, I don't know. There is a version of this movie, and it's a good choice where, like, because um, Kirsty makes the deal with them. She's like, I'll lead you to Frank if you don't, you know, you don't suck me back to hell and <laughs> rip my skin off. Um, and she does, and there's a version in this movie where, like, she leads them back to Frank. They fuck Frank up. And then Pithead's like, this was a deal. Don't ever touch the cube again. We'll see. We are back off to the, you know, the furthest reaches of carnal desire. We shall see you next time. And then yes. they disappear. And, like, I do appreciate that it's like, no, they're fucking demons. They're kind of, like, still trying to get her. They don't have morals or, a like, you know, a sense right. of decorum. Like, no, absolutely not. But... Yeah, they are very much a force of nature. It is, and and I mean, he says it. He's like demons to some, angels to some. We are, I prefer, we are explorers, you know, probing the depths of carnal devo- desire, and we can no longer distinguish between pleasure and pain.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I mean, it's like a thing too that it's like. I think it just shows how violently this film demonizes Frank, which mm-hmm. is like, hey, uh, good take, good take, bad guy, yeah. Um, it really feels like you know like frank doesn't have the like i made such a terrible mistake like please yeah. help me like no i have realized the error of my ways i have been tricked by these demons they pl- they promised me pleasure and only gave me mm-hmm. pain it's like he's like yeah this sucks help me reconstitute my body so i can get out of here yeah and it's like like at no point does he like seem remorseful does he seem Not like no thing. i made a mistake i was tricked he's like he's like hmm like like i am going to act very rationally like get me the fuck out of here so i can like have a body again and keep fucking like yeah. i am yeah. changing nothing like yeah. this is an obstacle to to me this is not a life-changing you know no, this absolutely. is not a life-changing like place to re my choices it's like oh this fucking sucks i need to get out of here
1: you get no indication that like he's actually gonna go away with julia no yeah not, not for one like like the worst thing you can say about julia is that i'm it's like come on like honey do you really think do you yeah. really believe that he's gonna no. that he's like, changed
0: for you no
1: absolutely not yeah you can't change this sex demon man no way but like i am there are so many of these i am now on the hellraiser wiki and like i'm sure i'm like the way, way you take this is you just make a billion more cenobites there's
0: a lot yeah. of wow well and that's kind of the thing that happens in the sequels except for two which i think two is really really fun and crazy yeah. and two goes two becomes more like labyrinth than any other movie mm-hmm. uh, which is fun but um and like the later sequels like there is a whole big thing that like you know you can look up if people want like deep deep details on this but it's just the thing where like there was crazy rights because there's the book and then there's the the film sequels and all that stuff so they kind of just like for a lot of years we're just making like were just kind of like regurgitating, uh, like some straight to DVD ones just so that they could keep on the rights, yeah. And it really kind of became like somebody found a puzzle box and then, uh, and then Pinhead came out and then Pinhead was a slasher and killed everyone. And it was like, yeah, way.
1: yeah, I believe that. But I mean, you do at least have the like a better version of that is like, okay, make three new Cenobites and make them look weird, and like that'll give you at least a little bit of you know yes a little bit of juice but i severely given that like okay what are the names of these fucking movies what are the names of these fucking movies these movies okay hellraiser hellbound cool great, great. hellraiser Two. you know i don't think you need the hellraiser 2 but this is also the era of it's the road warrior comma mad max 2 you know it's like yeah. people need to know hellraiser 3 hell on earth okay okay Hellraiser Bloodline, sure. Hellraiser Inferno, okay, sure. Hellraiser calling Hellseeker. That one really feels like it should be the Hellbound thing. It really should just call it Hellseeker. And they call it like Hellraiser 5. And then it's just Hellraiser, deader. That's the worst title I've ever heard for anything in my entire life. Just deader, more dead. Hellraiser, Hellworld, which feels like you're just doing hell on earth again hellraiser revelations i have a it's a big thing i think in video games but i think whenever you um subtitle something revelations that means that the franchise is dead and you should probably just
0: stop. well and i mean look at the next look at the next sequel that is judgment. yes judgment
1: uh, dumb and that one came out in 2018 yep 28 fucking teen Starring nobody you've ever heard of. Uh, and then the new Hellraiser, the re- the reboot, just yes. called Hellraiser, which was developed by real people, David Escoyer and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's so ridiculous. Why, debtor? Hellraiser debtor. Yeah. Hellraiser debtor. I barely know we're debtor. Um yeah, but it's that's the thing. It's just a really grody movie, and I do appreciate the hell out of it. Like so much of the, I mean, obviously the time and effort that went into designing the Cenobites and then make them look like that and like getting all the gore and the chains and the hooks and all that to like look good and scary but also just like the, the spooky shots of the house and Kirsty's dream with all the feathers and like that stuff is just so like quality and I do I do appreciate the hell out of it it's such so much, many good looks
0: yeah and it's really cool too um that this is clive barker's first film wow like he was an he was a novelist he was a writer and he wanted to make this into a movie and like i don't know if this is true but i saw a thing on twitter a while back that Mm -hmm. like cited it as true that it was just like um clive barker like you know kind of fudged his like film experience it was like no i'm confident in making a movie and had never done it before yeah and he said that he went to the library to check out quote every book they had on filmmaking and he got there and they only had one book incredible so he read like one like intro to filmmaking book and then just like made fucking hellraiser which is pretty badass that's that's
1: cool that's boss bitch moves right there actually i don't
0: know i don't know how real that is that's kind of like the alien yeah putting a dollar sign after Mm -hmm. alien and that being the entire pitch it's like Like, that was probably more of a joke in the beginning of the pitch meeting. But, like, you know, um, like, it's cool to have a Hollywood myth like that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, like, this film does kind of uh, have that, like, amateurish ambition that you can feel like some of the camera work isn't like great, but it's cool. Like yeah. some of the, some of the the dialogue is a little like stilted and like clearly not like, you know, something that if you read it on the page of a novel would read better than having an actor say it Yeah, absolutely. Like, live on camera. But like, you know, that mixed with the really intense imagery and the really intense like ambition of this thing, like, I think gives it a lot of charm
1: um yeah no i agree 100 it's the i mean you do i imagine you write this book and especially in the 70s the question is just like jesus christ how do you make that like what what do you do about making a bone dragon you know right like what and and i think you know maybe a more experienced filmmaker looks at that and just kind of goes like we can't do that what you know like how do we what's the next best thing like how do we adapt this down into something that is maybe easier to make and and clive barker if this is his first film you just have that kind of um you know that naive ambition of like no fuck no we're gonna make the those going to be bone dragons. It's going to be a bone dragon. We're going to make a chain room. We're going to do a puzzle box. The puzzle box is super cool. It is. The box itself is really cool. I like the way it moves and stuff. But like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff and we're going to do it right and make it grody and nasty and bad. And yeah, it's great. Um, what do you think of Christy as like a final girl?
0: Oh, I mean, she's cute. She's got yeah. that, um, she's got that like... You know, that first film kind of like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the performances in the film are very broad. Yeah, in a way that's very fun. So I like I like her and I like her more in the sequel because mm-hmm. the sequel is very much her film. In the mm-hmm. way that this movie doesn't really have like one central character, like it kind of starts with Frank and then it kind of drifts to Julia, but also like Larry's uh, heavily featured in the first half and then the back mm-hmm. half it kind of switches to Christy or yeah. Kirsty rather. Um, the second film is Kirsty's movie. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um, so I like Kirstie a lot, but it is kind of that, um, you know, it is kind of that Heather Langen camp in uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And it was. This yeah. isn't a great performance. Yeah. It's very broad. It's very kind of hacky, but, like, the movie you're in, I love, and, like, you are doing the best, you know, and I, I, I don't really blame you. I feel like what you're doing is very much at, at a hole with this whole movie. But, yeah. like... I thought like got some cheese to it and it's got some camp to it. So
1: I was thinking of the exact same thing. I was making that connection. I was like, ah, yes. Another like, you know, like um floofy hair brunette. Who's going to make some like good faces at the camera, you know, right. much in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she does a good job. I mean, it's very, I, I will say I loved the guy played frank especially in the corpse form dude's just got some gravitas that really works and then even um what's his face the man who played larry selling the andrew robinson is larry cotton selling the like you know that frank has just taken over like his stolen larry's skin and is just wearing it like a costume like him selling that Pretty good. For, Pretty was, good for yeah, for like an unknown actor in a you know in in this level of movie. I was very impressed by what he was able to do. That it was like two very distinct characters. Yes. Um, yeah. Well,
0: and I mean, one thing I have to say about Sean Chapman, who plays Frank, um, who plays Frank before he dons the skin, um, mm-hmm. is there is something really, really magical about a performance in which, like, no, this character makes much more sense as an attic ghoul with no skin than as an actual man walking around. Like, in those scenes, like, he is so unsettling and like Mm -hmm. confusing and like you can't put your finger on him like in the flashbacks when he's a person Mm -hmm. like i'm like this man is like a little too and maybe it's just like my modern sensibilities of understanding like gender and sexuality but like the gruffness with which he is playing this character i'm like no he should have like more like a shittier haircut he should be like he should be like 25 pounds heavier of muscle yeah. for how like deep his voice is and how like gravelly it is and how like self-assured and cocky this guy is like he should be bigger he should be more imposing he should Mm -hmm. be all of these things Like it's very strange that like this performance is coming out of a man who looks like this like I feel like a man this toxic should go to the gym more
1: yeah this dude looks like a Shakespeare like theatrical actor from the 1970s and then
0: as soon as he becomes a decomposing flesh Ghoul who is confined to the attic i'm like this makes perfect sense i'm like that's exactly what that guy should sound like yeah yeah, exactly exactly what that guy should sound like yeah it's and i think it's a really impressive thing to do because like i think that this is one of those performances that like you could easily really say like oh no the makeup like helps that the makeup helps it but like the makeup could really easily overpower this performance and i think he is like giving a level of like a level of like deadness in his eyes, but like intensity to the speech that I'm like, no, this is really working a lot like with this makeup. It's not working Mm -hmm. in spite of the makeup or it's not being overshadowed by it. It's like, he's really matching the intensity of this, like of the gore that he is being like saddled with. Just the, like
1: you get, cause again, you just get those real quick, like him getting the box and then him getting ripped apart. And then the next you see of him is Julia discovering, the photographs, the like weird, like, like aggressive sex pictures. And yes. you're just like, Jesus, like, like the expectation of like, Jesus Christ, who is this guy? Like that the, you know, that then the, um, the flashbacks can kind of work on that is, is pretty cool. It is yes. good. Uh, I, yeah, this movie is so gross. Yeah. And uh, I, nine sequels, nine, fucking sequels. nine sequels. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Well, much like um, much like uh, the dimension where you cannot determine pleasure from pain. Carson, I think mm-hmm. we've I think we've saddled you with enough horrific good films, horrific yet good films uh, for the month of October. I think you've been a great sport. Is this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. True. This is their
0: last one. What is uh
1: recap? All right. We got to round up my fave. What What did we do? It was
0: raw. Yeah, it was raw Titan, um, And then Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. And then scream. Scream, And then this. Hellraiser. Uh,
1: raw slash Titan is my favorite, but scream is the uh, the most the one I like in terms of it being a horror movie. Yes. And was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, true. and it's
0: funny, like in the way that like we'll talk about next week, weekly week, yeah. nudge, nudge. Like yeah. in the way that whenever I ask you to bring a horror film, you pick films that are like almost horror films or yeah. are horrific, but aren't really horror films. It makes a lot of sense. that so you're like, no, Tatan's the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really don't think Tatan is a horror film. I, We talked about this in the episode and I agree with yes. 100%. I would never classify that as a horror. No, not one little bit. Um, raw more so. But I will say I have since watched two of the scream sequels like yes. i watched two like immediately after um uh it's three really not as good it is two two is i think the first one's still my favorite yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. two two is i'm like that's the best it's a really good way of doing a sequel of that movie that's just such a smart decision yes the, the ending doesn't go quite as hard which it's yes. not as not as good of a third act. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna watch four and then five. But yeah, good. You know, good, good October. I think it was great. Thank you very much, Caroline. Yes,
0: I release you from this hell in which subjecting you to good movies does not but cause you pain. I,
1: I click the thing in the box and it makes little sparkles and, and so I am released. Yes.
0: Cool. All right, well, that was Hellraiser. Producer Corey, would you like to tell all the kind people where they can find us on the internet? If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at HHYNSPod. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, our individual accounts: Carson is at Fun Movie Zone, Caroline is at CK Cinema, and I am at Corey Reagan. Uh, special thank you to our patrons. If you would like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, Patreon.com/HHYNSPod. Thank you so much. Well, uh, finally, next week I am resting back control. Hell yes. Uh, Caroline, would you like to know the film we were discussing next week? I would love to know the
0: film we're discussing next week.
1: You, you made allusion to it, but we wanted to do a little wink and a nod. Anytime that in the past of doing this podcast, I had to think of a horror movie for us to do in October. I did a terrible job and I just kind of had to choose a movie that wasn't exactly a horror, but was kind of spooky or mind bending or a little scary in some way. And so next weekend or next week, rather, we are doing Darren Aronofsky's Pie his first feature,
0: a film i know quite literally nothing about a movie i have not seen since high school and i assume it is about math
1: that is correct you are correct so next week we're going to be talking pie and we'll see you next time